quick thank you to our sponsors for making this podcast possible. They keep this show free to listen to. With Mother's Day around the corner, are you thinking about a truly special gift for your mom? Let me tell you about mylifeinabook.com. It's a unique service that turns your mom's life stories into a beautiful book. Pretty cool, right? Here's how it works. Every week, mylifeinabook.com will send her questions via email. These can be pre-written questions about her life or any custom questions you wish to ask. And then she can either type her responses or use their voice-to-text feature. And mylifeinabook.com compiles all of her responses into a beautiful keepsake book. And guess what? They can even create an audiobook using her voice recordings. It's like preserving her voice and her stories for eternity. This book becomes a legacy, something your future generations can treasure forever. Your mom's given you a lifetime of stories. This is your chance to give her a way to share them. I used mylifeinabook.com to compile my own stories to give to my daughters for Mother's Day. Check out mylifeinabook.com and use code PEACE at checkout for 10% off. Create an unforgettable gift for your mom this Mother's Day. That's mylifeinabook.com. Use code PEACE for 10% off today. I came to parenting with everything I learned in childhood. Yelling, punishing, controlling, and shaming. After trying almost every method, I found connective parenting and was totally shocked when empathy, listening, doing away with rewards and consequences, and being a safe place actually worked. It moved the behaviors of my children and it felt good, especially with my very strong-willed and highly sensitive oldest daughter. This podcast was born out of the idea of sharing the message and helping parents find more peace in a modern world. Welcome to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. So glad you're here. Welcome back to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. I'm Michelle and I'm talking about our child's inner voice and where that inner voice comes from. I want to talk about myself at first because I think my own inner voice, and I don't know if any of you could agree out there, but my own inner voice and my self-talk really came from my family. And it was very obvious how they felt about me and that I was too much and hard and difficult and overwhelming. And that became my inner voice, that I wasn't good enough, that I couldn't do well enough, and that somehow there was no soft place for me. And so I became a very critical person of myself and it dove me into perfectionism. I've talked about that a lot on this podcast, but much of that came from my nuclear family. And it wasn't all bad. I have to say, like, it wasn't as if my parents didn't love me or they were these horrible people. Of course they loved me, but there was more criticism and more negativity in our lives than there was positivity. And so that became my inner voice. And I think my, both of my parents came from families like that as well. I can see it really clearly with my dad that he has a very strong inner critic and that it's hard for him to really um, you know, let his mistakes go or to be kind and loving to himself. And I know that comes from his own family. So of course he passed that on to me. Generational trauma just doesn't stop unless you really make it stop. So we all could agree, or at least I can agree that punishments aren't good, but there's more to it than that. We cannot punish our children, and we can still be very critical of them, or we can still lecture them. We can still say things that cut deeply into their psyche. And 
apparently, according to research, negative thoughts are much more easily grasped onto in the brain than positive thoughts are. Apparently, both of those are processed differently. So we will remember a negative comment or a negative interaction much more readily than we will remember the positive things that happen to us. I see that with myself, um, even on like Instagram, where I'll get all these positive comments. Oh, this is an amazing post. Thank you so much. And then somebody will be like, this is totally ridiculous. And of course I walk away thinking, oh no, it, it is ridiculous. It's a, it's a terrible post, but it's one person of 200. But I remember that because my brain gravitates towards this negative thing and processes it very differently than all these positive things. So when we're thinking about kids, we have to make sure that we have many more positive interactions than we do negative interactions so that we can help them feel good about themselves. Because if they feel good about themselves, then they are going to talk kindly to themselves and not ridicule and berate themselves and really abuse themselves internally. I feel like a lot of my clients too, that I speak to, they speak so unkindly to themselves. They beat themselves up when they yell or they beat themselves up that they're not doing everything perfectly. And it's sad to see that inner talk for them because I think they feel very unsure of themselves and very, very quote unquote bad about themselves. And so we want to make sure that we can change this for our kids. We want to make sure that we're having many more positive interactions and that we're noticing when they are doing things that are quote unquote good. And it doesn't mean that you have to say good job, but you can notice when they're doing things that are positive. And you say to your child, you know, wow, you and your sister are really working nicely on that puzzle. If they're doing something on math and they're, they're not getting frustrated or they're, they're, you know, really working through it while you're working really hard on your math assignment, I see you and give them a little wink, you know, like I understand it's hard, but I see how you're, how hard you're working and can, when the hard things happen, the quote unquote bad things happen, can we avoid the shame and the guilt and the blame when there is a sibling fight? Can we come in with neutrality? And when they do something wrong, can we avoid the punishments? And that too, what is what can contribute to this deep hatred of ourselves, I guess, this like negative self-talk is that if we've been punished a lot or ridiculed a lot, those two can kind of weigh on our psyche and make us feel like we're wrong and, and keep us from really listening to ourselves and caring about ourselves and, you know, being scared of making mistakes. And I think that's another big part of it. If we're constantly scared of making mistakes because we're worried to do the wrong thing. And then when we do make the mistake, because it's inevitable, then we beat ourselves up. And if we don't want our children to do that, then we make mistakes not so heavy. We make the mistakes light. If the mistakes are heavy and they have, they come with punishments and consequences and they come with ridicule and they come with a lecture every single time, then our kids will really shy away from making the mistake or when they do make the mistake, think poorly of themselves. Are you looking for ways to parent without yelling or threatening? Do you crave to understand connection and how to use it in everyday practice with your children? Is remaining calm a challenge and staying away from shame hard? I can be helpful. I've been there and I've also helped so many parents overcome their parenting challenges with my one-on-one programs of either six, eight, or 10 weeks. 
We dive into what's specifically difficult in your own family, and I tailor ways to help you remedy them using connection instead of conventional parenting methods. Go to www.peaceandparentingla.com forward slash private hyphen sessions and find out more about my private one-on-one courses. I'd love to see you there. So really diving into this idea of coming with unconditional love is what it really is. And communicating this positive air about us, this positivity in our home and noticing that our children are doing a lot of great things all of the time. It doesn't mean we have to say good job all the time, but it does give us a place to really comment and notice and have good conversations around all the wonderful things that are, that are happening in our home. Always about the words that we say. It's also about how we present ourselves and our facial expressions and um, the way we look at somebody and the way we're present with them. I find too that just being with my kids and being warm, I don't really have to say anything. Am I putting my arm around them? Am I looking them deeply in the eyes? Am I noticing what they're doing? Am I interested in the things that they're interested in? Am I genuinely forming, again, a connection with this child? And am I spending more time doing that than I am nagging them to brush their teeth or asking them to do a chore or finding out all the ways they can get their homework done? We really want to make sure much of what we do with our kids is positive. It can be so hard, though, because we're working so hard and we have so much to do. We've got other children, many children, likely we've got work and a house to take care of, and a partner likely that we're trying to spend time with, and a life of our own that we're trying to have. So it becomes very difficult. But I find when I get on this positive wave, and I can ride that positive wave, then it becomes part of my ethos. And part of that, too, in all this conversation, is talking kindly to my own self, and not judging my mistakes so much. It's really hard work. And I know we get caught there. But if I can do that too, then somehow that becomes my, in my ether and my positivity pours out onto my kids and onto the way I talk about them. If I'm talking kindly about myself, then it's easier for me to talk kindly to my children. And now I've created the space where they can kind of talk kindly to themselves so that they can have this positive inner voice. The one I was never given, the one my parents were never given, and likely many of you who are listening were never given. Let's try to give those to our kids as best we can. I know it's really hard work, but noticing the positive things in your life and trying to make more positivity than negativity, I think is the way in which we can give our kids a better inner voice. Thanks for joining me on the Peace and Parenting Podcast. I'm so glad you came. Please leave a rating and a review. I would be so grateful so that other people can find this incredible podcast and get a little hope and maybe make a little change. Thanks for joining me. I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for joining me on the Peace and Parenting Podcast. I have great news. I will be airing two episodes each week. So please join me both on Tuesday and on Thursday for more Peace and Parenting Podcast. 